When you start to figure out what's important to you in your business, you can stop worrying about the other things that aren't in your best interest. You stop wasting energy and time on tasks that won't benefit your business goal, which makes more space for the things that actually matter. Welcome to the Equipped Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Laconi, and I am a business and branding strategy coach, multi-six-figure CEO, and I'm obsessed with empowering female entrepreneurs. If you are looking to walk through entrepreneurship equipped with the business skills, strategies, mindset, and well-being to sustainably grow your business, then you are in the right place, friend. My goal in this podcast is to teach you the life lessons and the strategies that I have personally learned over the past decade of being an entrepreneur. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of She Gets Me Entrepreneur Chat on topics guaranteed to boost your business growth and income. If you're ready for tactical skills mixed with some sisterhood real talk about the world of entrepreneurship, then let's make it a date weekly and take this journey together. Hello, welcome back. Today I'm talking about a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. We see a lot of podcasts or blogs talking about business burnout, burnout in general. I've talked about it in some of my episodes, but I've never dedicated an entire episode to burnout, how you can avoid it, how you can bounce back from it. And I wanted to do that today because it's really, really important to grasp this. Running a business is a lot of work, especially if you're doing it all on your own. You juggle a lot of different things, a lot of different details. There's a lot of ups and downs. It's honestly a roller coaster. When business is really great, it's wonderful, right? We feel on top of the world. But when it's not great, it feels like often life is coming to an end. Maybe not literally, but you know what I mean. It just feels so heavy. And we spend a lot of our time worrying than actually creating. It feels like often that we're we've lost interest in our own business. And it's really scary. I've said this before, I believe definitely in my very first episode, if you haven't heard my story, you should go back to the very beginning episode one. But I experienced burnout before I realized what burnout was. A lot of times we get body cues and that is the first symptom of burnout. So what is burnout? Burnout is a state of emotion, mental or physical exhaustion, and it's caused by excessive or prolonged stress. I would also add in there, it's also when we're really out of alignment. It can occur when we feel overwhelmed and just not able to meet the demands. And as this stress and out of alignment, misalignment continues, we begin to lose interest or motivation. And it really is very difficult sometimes to bounce back from that or to to get out of that state. Sometimes we recognize it right from the beginning and other times we don't. My story is I didn't recognize it. I actually fought it. I couldn't think that it would possibly be burnout for me because 
I had always loved and even in that moment still loved what I was doing in network marketing. But there were a lot of things that I was sweeping under the rug. And hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Like now I look back and I'm like, why did I not just address it? Why did I not just shift my approach or find more balance? But I wouldn't be here talking about it had I done it right the first time. So what is business burnout then? I talked about basically the generic definition of burnout, but when it comes to business burnout, it's when we start to become unproductive and completely unmotivated to do anything related to your business. Even if you love your clients, your industry, your business, too much of a good thing can still be too much. You know, having to deal with the highs and lows, the stress, it can lead to some really crazy emotional and mental exhaustion. And it's like, even though you have these things to do, which normally you love doing, you'd rather curl up into a blanket cocoon and watch Netflix for 47 straight hours. Been there, done that, still do it sometimes. No shame. I think the biggest culprit of the big bad burnout is lack of balance and being out of alignment. Focusing too much on your business and not enough on ourselves, always putting clients and projects in front of our own priorities, having to juggle things on your own. It just all creates stress on the body, on our minds, and burnout is going to be a byproduct. And I'm sure we've all felt this way to some extent in one way or the other, And sometimes we know we're in this stage, like I said, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we feel guilty that we're in this phase. Like, why do I not feel like showing up today? Why do I not feel happy about this? I have money coming in or I have clients that really respect me and want to work with me, but why am I not feeling excited about it? So it just builds and builds and builds and builds. So how do we avoid this? That's why I really want to start. I want to talk about how we avoid it and I want to weave in how you can bounce back from it because there's a lot of things out there talking about how to avoid it, which is important. But what if you're in it right now and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but I'm already here. What do I do? How do I get out of it? So I feel like this is a great place to pause And make sure that you know about my masterclass that is coming on June 6th. It's called Design to Thrive. And it's really pairing human design with business strategy. And so it doesn't matter if you have an existing business or a new business that you're thinking of. The reason I want to bring it up here is because it is going to teach you how to embody your human design, how you are wired to work how you are wired to make decisions, how you are wired to do business and actually apply it so that you can avoid things like burnout. You can avoid things that feel misaligned in your body and you can start to create a more fruitful and productive and profitable business. And so the way that you can get information is in the show notes You can go and click on the link, learn all about it, and get registered. It doesn't matter if you're there live or you watch the replay, you will get access to it. I really highly suggest you guys go and and look at this and consider investing in it. It's less than $50, you guys. It's like completely affordable. You're going to get a human design life coach plus me as a business strategist for 90 minutes. So go check it out.
Okay, let's talk about how we can avoid it. And I'll weave in there, if you're there, how we can can move through it. I won't say escape it, but move through it because it is a journey and it's not something that all of a sudden you just, whoo, okay, I'm out of it. Let's go. Maybe, but that's not been my experience, right? Okay, so the, the first thing is really making sure that you know how to set boundaries and you learn when to say no. So when you run your own business, you make the rules. So most of the time, this is wonderful, but when it comes to making decisions, you have nobody to fall back on. And the hardest thing for me to figure out is who to say no to. Well, the only person I can say no to is really me. Or maybe it's a client, or maybe it's a colleague. You know, opportunities come and go, and it's really tempting to always say yes to them especially when you're first starting out and you want to say yes to everything. But one of the best things I've learned to do is to take a second and evaluate each opportunity. So you ask yourself, are you excited to work with this client on that project? Or are you doing it just to get some extra cash? Nothing wrong with that. But how is it going to make you feel? Are you going to feel stressed the entire time? Do you really want to go to that networking event Or are you going to make an appearance just because you think you should? I feel like there's a gray line there because sometimes we have to like, you know, get out of our comfort zone. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) A big part of the business is stepping out of your comfort zone, trying new things and testing out new waters. But all of that doesn't mean you have to say yes to every opportunity that comes knocking at your door. Setting boundaries, especially with clients, is a really big thing to get used to If you don't give clients boundaries, regardless of how lovely they are or how big their wallets are, they may take advantage of your time, even if it's not on purpose. And it causes you to feel guilty for saying no. So I learned this the hard way. In network marketing, and it could have been in any industry. Let me just say that. But my history is in network marketing. I was always available. Always. It was nobody's fault but myself. I always made myself available because I loved what I did and I love helping people. And I saw each question, each call that I was invited to be onto to pitch the opportunity or the product as growth in my business. And so I put my CEO hat on and I was like, I am available. Use me however you need to. And that sufficed until it didn't. Until I was like, oh my gosh. Now, if I don't respond within a certain period of time, they think something's wrong. They think I'm upset or or worse, you know, like, and so that was really hard for me to create boundaries when I had already gotten that far down the road of being available 24 seven, my phone was always on. You can only imagine what this did to my family life, right to my marriage, because we couldn't be doing anything without me staring at my phone and texting responding. I remember one time being it was like after midnight and being in the bathroom texting my husband's like, who are you texting? I had zero boundaries, you guys. And this is an example of I was already in it and I had to figure out how to essentially go backwards and negate and be like, just kidding. 
uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that anymore. Or I'm going to reel back a little bit. And that, that was difficult for myself and for others who were used to that quick response time. It was actually painful for me because I like to quickly respond. I don't like to wait forever. If I see a text and I'm able to answer it, I'm going to answer it. Right. But I almost had to train myself to say, I don't have to answer that right now. Right. So just because you own the business or it is your business, it doesn't mean that you have to be working 24-7. I think that is kind of a con of being an entrepreneur is that when you're working with someone else, like you have set hours, right? Sometimes you bring work home, but you don't have to, right? When you're an entrepreneur, there... (laughs) You have to create those boundaries. So making a schedule or blocking out office hours, setting up an autoresponder in your email, putting your phone on do not disturb. It's my favorite feature, you guys. It's on right now because I'm sitting here recording podcast episodes all day long. I have it on do not disturb and I've told the important people, listen, I'm not around today because I'm recording podcast episodes all day long. I'll get back to you when I can. That's my boundary now, but I didn't used to be that way. And because I didn't used to be that way, it absolutely contributed to to the burnout that I experienced because I never rested. I never rested during the day. I only rested at night when I closed my eyes. And even then, it wasn't great sleep. So that would be number one. Number two is making time for yourself. Do you know what the most important part of your business is? you. Without you, your business wouldn't function. You have to take a step back. You have to slow down. When you don't make time for yourself, it is a one-way ticket to burnout highway. When you don't think that there's enough time in the day to take a little break for yourself, you commit for less. No one said you have to do everything all the time for everyone. So give your brain a break. No human is wired to move at the speed of light all the time. Don't feel guilty about it. Just go relax. Sometimes thinking about taking a little break actually creates more stress. Can you relate? Like, are you sitting and thinking, um, but things have to get done. I don't necessarily have time, period. I definitely don't have time to go take a midday walk or meditation or a bath I have kids at home. I'm trying to fit this in. Listen, I totally, I'm, I'm with you. I will say though, I've always prioritized self-care. I am a self-care queen. I take baths sometimes twice a day. I meditate. I, I, I have always done this. I've always, because I, I actually am more introverted. So I, re, I require space away from people to process. Um, And so this is just genetically in me. It's part of my human design. Not everybody thinks this way. So this has never really been difficult for me, except for when I've been super focused on like a business project. I have been known to sit at my phone or at my computer and, and work for hours, only getting up to pee, maybe to go get water. Definitely to eat because I don't skip meals. Like, I don't understand the people who skip meals don't get it at all. You're not my people, but I kind of want to be you sometimes, but just, you know. Anyway, 
I digress. But, you know, sometimes thinking about taking a little break actually creates more stress because you're not actively tackling your to-do list. But once you take the step away, you realize it's actually quite the opposite. Taking that time away and pausing is just as important and it honestly helps your productivity. Have you ever just, and this just happened to me last week where I had a lot of, a lot of my plate, not stressful, not busy work, but just a lot I wanted to accomplish getting ready to promote a masterclass that is, is out now. And I also committed to this free five-day workshop, which was an abundance workshop. And it was at 12 o'clock every day. And it was actually painful for me to stop my workflow at 12 o'clock every day. But I had an accountability partner and she, you know, was, we held each other accountable. She was going to show up no matter what. It was more me where I was like, oh gosh, okay. But taking that pause from a very masculine world to a very feminine world where it was meditating and personal development and manifesting and abundance talk, it actually grounded me. Once I stopped wrestling internally, like trying to focus, like, okay, okay, let's focus. Let's breathe. Let's meditate. Let's slow down. Once that finally happened, I was able to return back to my work in a more grounded, peaceful, and clear space. So making time for your mind to stay balanced and healthy is really, really important for your productivity, not only just for your, your health. I really encourage you to put down the work from time to time and take care of you. Whether that is the fun stuff, like go get a pedicure, go get a massage, or you know, go on a walk, or it's meditate. Get quiet, do some breath work to where you can come back to that work, to that to-do list, and you feel a sense of clarity and peace and balance and grounding. I know sometimes it's really hard. Like I said last week, I kept thinking, I don't want to take an hour. This was an hour. It doesn't have to be an hour, but for this, it was an hour. I was like, I could be doing so much stuff in this hour. But after that hour, I actually accomplish things, what I think is actually faster, more efficiently afterwards, rather than just churning through, okay? All right, so the third thing that I want to talk about is getting organized. This is also one of those things that I'm going to be honest with you, like organization kind of comes naturally to me. I know it isn't for everyone. That being said, I won't say that everything is always super organized with like my files, it's a little bit of a hot mess. Just last week, I was like, okay, I need to take 30 minutes and I need to clean up my desktop and my files and my systems. It is an absolute hot mess and I am getting stressed just looking at it. Do you ever feel that? And so often we just let it go. But what I've found is that I feel such a sense of relief Once I actually get things organized in my life, I'm also one of those people who I can't work in an environment that is destruction. Now, some of you have young kids and you're like, well, welcome to my world. That ain't changing anytime soon. And you, you got to do what you got to do. I get it. But for me, if my house or my office 
is in a state of chaos, I feel like I'm in a state of chaos. If my file system is in a state of chaos, I feel like I'm in a state of chaos. So disorganization, it will start to snowball until the mess becomes chaos and the chaos starts to give you a ginormous headache to even think about. If you feel burnout coming on, conquer number two, strategy number two, which was self-care, and then come back with a clear mind and take a look at your workflow, your files, your, your environment. Sometimes we get stuck in a, such a cycle that we don't realize how totally ineffective and chaotic it is. Like we don't slow down enough to look and say, this is a hot mess. No wonder I feel overwhelmed. No wonder I don't feel motivated. So analyze your daily task and your business flow. Could, you know, you benefit from a new process? Implementing new business systems sounds like a headache to some people at first, but they really do help you smooth out some of those annoying time draining processes like bookkeeping. Ugh, I hate bookkeeping. That's why I hire someone. So that's not a great example. But if you do yours, yeah, it's annoying, right? It's not just about your online business systems, but what about the way you organize your file on your computer? Like I said, could you be organizing that better? I work in Canva a lot. My Canva looks like a bomb exploded in there. It has no organization. It drives me crazy. And I just haven't spent the time to put it in folders. It's on my to-do list. It needs to happen, right? I bet I would feel a lot better going into Canva knowing that everything was organized. So businesses evolve and so do processes. And it's really important to analyze them and make sure that what's worked in the past still makes sense now because we change and we evolve. So take a look at your workspace. Is it a mess? Clean it up, girl. Clean it up. It's going to make you feel more productive being surrounded by a nicely organized, clean workspace. Trust me. If you have too many little tasks that you're not a fan of doing, start outsourcing them. Okay? If you don't like social media, outsource it. If you don't like creating graphics, outsource it. Side note, I do that for people, okay? So if you need someone to create graphics for a launch or something, let's chat because I do it for people. I just don't talk about it a whole lot. So take some time to organize every aspect of your business one step at a time, and I promise you, you're going to feel better, okay? The fourth thing, reevaluate your goals and priorities. So sometimes the best way to figure out in business is to learn as you go. It will help you gain experience and improve your problem solving skills. When you're the boss, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, you get to decide when something is no longer important or if you'd like to change up the direction of your business. So you have the opportunity to test out new tactics, services, and products. You have the freedom to shift your entire strategy if you want to. And this all sounds great in the big scheme of things, but having too many choices, too many options, and too many things to focus on becomes really overwhelming and exhaustion, exhausting. So if you're about to hit burnout mode, maybe it's time for a little reevaluating. Sometimes we're so close to the business to realize that it's changing little by little. And sometimes we're too focused on the little things to for, that we forget to look at the big picture. So I want you to sit down and focus on what your business goal is right now. 
Maybe it's changed from when you first started. It probably has. If you've been in this for a while, like, have you actually sat down to figure out what's evolved, how you've evolved, how your business has evolved? Write down your big business goal. Write down and explain your ideal client. Write down the motivation behind running your own business. Write down the things that are most important to you, which are your priorities. Looking at this information can help you visualize the big picture. Visualizing your business this way can help you to find little goals and priorities to help you get to where you want to be. When you start to figure out what's important to you in your business, you can stop worrying about the other things that aren't in your best interest. You stop wasting energy and time on tasks that won't benefit your business goal, which makes more space for the things that actually matter. So when I was experiencing burnout and I didn't know it, this was something that would have helped me enormously because when I first started network marketing, my goal was to make enough money to leave my corporate career and to pay off some debt get my kids into private school and be able to afford it. Um, And that was it. And I accomplished that within a year. Not typical, but my results. I never reevaluated my goals or created new goals after that. I don't know why, because I've I've been in, in network marketing for 10 years, not actively building now, but I'm still part of the company. And so if I had accomplished that in the first year, why would I not have sat and reevaluated, okay, now what do I want? But I never did that. I was really good at helping other people do that, but I never did it for myself. And so after a while, I started now looking back, I started realizing, why am I doing this? Why am I showing up every single day? Like, what am I doing this for? What is my new why? What is my new business goal? I lost the motivation and the drive because I had no, I had no, I wasn't steering towards anything, right? And so if you're in burnout or you're headed toward burnout, slow down and really think about why you're doing what you're doing. And maybe you need to change your goals. Maybe you need to really get clear on your goals. The fifth thing is making sure that you know your inspiration, what I was just saying at the very end of this last point, it kind of moves into this one. Well, I really challenge you, especially if you're in burnout right now, this is really going to speak to you. Remember your pre burnout days where you would jump out of bed. Hopefully. I mean, this is assuming that you've, you, at one point you, you loved what you did. Okay. Where you would jump out of bed and, and, just be so ready to move into all the fun projects you had lined up. Okay, maybe not jump out of bed. Like maybe you need coffee first. For me, I need something called an e-shot first. But you were inspired to work. You loved working with your clients. You loved working on projects. You loved working on your business. But what happens when you're in burnout mode is that you literally don't even want to think about your business in your to-do list. So you have to get re-inspired. How do you get your inspiration back? Well, everyone's different, but typically you get joy out of the whole creative aspect of it. If you're a creative entrepreneur like I am, think about 
what initially excited you about it. You channel that and you figure out how to get back there. Now, sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes we're talking about a total shift here. If you realize that what once let you up is not possible anymore, or it's not what you want anymore, then we're talking about it's time to make a shift. And maybe that's a different company. Maybe that's a different offer. Maybe that's a different way of doing something. But you find ways to get re-inspired. Sometimes, the actually, I find most times the way that I do that is by pressing pause, if you can, and starting to journal, starting to meditate, and slow down enough to really hear, hear your thoughts. Journaling is really powerful for this in, in going back and figuring out, okay, what was it that initially excited me about it? And is it possible to come back? So, you know, there's different ways that you can do that and in that you'll have to think about on your own. I can give you some examples, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a different type of person for me. Like I love walks, walks help clear my mind. Um, you know, journaling, meditating, exercising. Sometimes it's reading self-help books will get me my brain back on track, my mindset back on track. Sometimes just talking with someone. This is really where having a, a coach can help bring things out of you, have that accountability. And I love being that for people. But basically doing something that makes you happy, like really happy. Like you can't think of anything else because you're so focused on what you're doing because it makes you happy. Your inspiration isn't gone forever, friend. It's just hiding and you have to go find it. It is a decision though, because you can sit and burn out. There's a thing. That's a thing. You can play the victim and you can sit in it. And some people might sit in it for the rest of their life. Or some people sit in it for a season because they're supposed to. You know, I really encourage you to choose to move through it. Burnouts do suck. They do. We aren't designed to burn out, but a lot of us do it. A lot of us don't realize that we're on the path. I would really encourage you if you're experiencing body cues like headaches or fatigue or gut issues to really evaluate where you might be out of balance, out of alignment. The bottom line is that burnout suck. They do. But we have the tools and we can feel equipped enough to move through them or best case scenario to avoid them. The key to avoiding them is to figure out your personal plan to staying balanced and motivated. So I hope that today really gave you some tangible tips. Maybe it makes you feel a bit more seen. Please share this with somebody who is experiencing burnout right now, needs these reminders and provide it as a resource for them. Wishing you all the best. Hey friend, I hope today's episode equipped you with what you need to feel inspired to take action or even change. And if so, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and then share this on social media with a friend or a colleague who could benefit. So much of what I share, if not all of what I share, is exactly what I've walked through. So I relate to you more than you realize. 
And hey, if you're craving more and are ready to connect beyond this podcast, I'd love to encourage you to connect with me on Instagram. That's at Elizabeth Lacoque.